0: Welcome to the Gypsams Guide to Wellbeing at Work. I'm David Veragliade and I'm delighted to be working with Gypsams on this project which aims to highlight the importance of well-being schemes in the workplace. We hope that this podcast series will act as a guide to setting up a workplace scheme of your own. When it comes to well being, finding out how staff feel is crucial. In this episode, we meet Yvette McElwey and Stephanie Corbacho from Trusted Novos Bank. The bank is accredited with IIP and have invested in the well being of their staff for many, many years. We find out more about the bank's annual staff survey. Stephanie and Yvette, really thanks for your time today. You're welcome. <laughs> We started at the beginning, I guess, is that for our listeners, can you tell us a bit more about um, Trusted Novus Bank?
1: Yeah, well, Trusted Novus Bank has been a bank based in Egypt since 1855. It goes all the way back to the Galliano days. Only recently, last year, we were part of a a bigger group, a Bank group, a Danish bank. We were sold and a private investor invested in the bank and we've been through a full um, change of ownership. Um, The organisation itself remains the same. The employees have stayed in place and so did the management group and the the activities within the bank have slightly changed in the sense that it's much more focused on the local community but the actual running of the bank and the functions within the bank have more or less remained the same yeah there's about 104 employees we are a standalone bank so everything happens within this building
0: Okay. For Gibraltar standards, I think 104 employees is, is quite a large, large number. Uh, why is well-being so important for, for trusted nervous?
1: Well, for us, it's employees are our biggest investment, really. We've all, always been very proud about the long years of service. And I think this proves that the, the bank as an organisation and as employers We very much focus on the long-term relationship with our colleagues, and that involves the well-being. We have a sort of policies in place today, and we refer to the well-being program as a focus in ensuring that we have a good life balance. It's not even a work-life balance because we consider that work should be something that our employees enjoy as well. Yeah, we focus very much on supporting our employees and treating every person to their own. You know, We, we all go through different phases and stages in our lives, and we make sure that the support is is there for our employees in order to get the best out of each one of us really.
0: So Stephanie maybe uh, can you maybe describe what wellbeing strategies, policies or initiatives you have implemented or, or already have in place?
2: One of our focuses, a focus within HR stra- is the wellbeing strategy obviously for 22, 23 and even further than that. We do have a a big focus on employees' well-being, um, which led us to, especially after COVID and introducing people back to, into the work environment, um, led us to have a good look and a good review of of our policies. And although we've always had that flexibility as an employer, I mean, we've always had the flexibility in, in working hours and because, again, as Yvette said, we understand that people go through different um, stages in their life that they require different different working hours or, or different things. So um, that we always had a big focus on that. Um, but especially coming back from COVID, um, we decided to have a look at the policies that we had in place, the benefits that we have in place, and that led us to introduce the survey to all our employees. Yeah, we, we took action after that and went back to management with feedback and then came up with a TNB wellbeing programme which involves a, a 12-month program offering a more mm-hmm. diverse and inclusive yeah. activities for everyone.
0: Okay, thank you. Going back to the uh, the GYPSAM's Wellbeing at Work Awards, as you know, they've run the scheme for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to, to take part?
2: To be honest, we were approached. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had read about it in previous years. We had um, followed Um, other organizations who have participated but um, I think we were going through all the transition with the sale and everything that we didn't really put much focus on on the area but actually we found it to be really good and really interesting process to to participate in and the fact that we got recognized for it was really really good I think it's very important to raise that awareness of well-being across organizations so it's definitely a good award and of Good course, congratulations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Going into a bit more detail, I guess some, some of the listeners of today's episode might be thinking about firstly, how do my employees feel? Are they happy? Are they satisfied? You know, how do you learn that? And I think we, depending on some smaller places, you might be able to just ask your staff directly. If you have more employees or maybe international teams, it might be harder. So I'm interested in finding out a bit more about your staff survey. What type of info does it collect? How you wrote the questions, et cetera. You know, really kind of how, how did you start?
1: Yeah, I think the the, the survey was very much focused on ensuring that we touched upon a lot of factors within the our working practices, within our setups, within the requirements of our employees. We've always encouraged employees to sort of um, have that employee voice to provide that feedback. We'd like to think that employees will, you know, know how they contribute to the, to the business and to the organization. So it was very much about requesting them to come to fill us in on what, what their views were what they were going through and and for us to reconsider some of the benefits and some of our practices may have been there for a while and you know the world is changing very quickly and so so should the changes within organizations to try and support employees as, as much as possible it, it was split into three key areas and that was the current well-being program that we had so tackling areas such as working environments social benefits Health and reassurance benefits. Then we tackled um, questions related to development of our wellbeing program. So um, we asked our employees what the top new benefits, um, what they would be interested in us sort of introducing if possible, and then the flexible working, how they felt about the coffee mornings that um, Stephanie has very much conducted during the during the COVID period, uh, whether that worked, did employees feel supported throughout? Um, and did they feel supported as well coming back into the business? Um, so those were the key areas, and the intention was very much about reviewing the wellbeing program that we had then. So after every event, we asked colleagues for their feedback and the value that it had given them. You know, it was quite a, an eye opener, I think, yeah. because there's always the assumption that oh, this is working and it works for everyone, but the the results were
0: yeah, showed
1: different views you yeah? oh. everyone everyone has different views of things and they so what things kind of,
0: things. obviously I, I know you can't give into too, too much detail uh, about what goes on here but what were kind of the top line learnings that you found out
1: well i i guess um i mean we said we we are 104 employees but prior to the sale of the bank we were 82 so that's quite an increase within a period of 18 months and we do have long-term um years of service in the bank. So people were used to how the bank works and stuff, but obviously we were introducing new colleagues in and you know, people come in with new ideas, so we see things with different set of eyes, you know. So people were used to, to seeing how things work. So it was uh it was good to, to sort of get that input as well. Um and include them in, you know, what the future um support could be like.
0: Mm. In terms of the survey itself, was it done via email, was it electronic, was it like a multiple choice, was it all, all kinds of, how did you collect it?
2: The survey was actually launched through a HR database that we have called HiBob, and it collates all the information for us and provides us with statistics as well. So we tend to use that platform when we launch um, surveys or polls. It's quite a fun platform to use as well, so... Sounds it. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's a good system to use in terms of gathering information and feedback.
1: Yeah, it's a self-service yeah platform, so it gives owners to the employee to either update their personal records, yeah. yeah, to record or apply for their holidays and stuff like that. So it's it's very much giving owners to the employees to keep their records updated but it also provides us with a a field to sort of generate surveys and all surveys are anonymous so it's easy for us to collect the data from it.
0: So my background's marketing and I'm all about stats and info (laughs) and statistics because then it informs what I do. What happened to the data that you collected? What happened next?
2: Data was we created a report Um, which obviously we, again, split up in different areas and we present it to management. Um, Basically, within the report, we summarise our key findings. Um, We obviously include all the survey results individually by question. Um, And then we also complete the survey by providing recommendations of, based on that feedback, recommendations of what we would like um, management to approve as a as a revised well-being program
0: and how was the response was a you know how was it taken by by management
1: what (laughs) what we do with any sort of survey we try and collect like stephanie says we summarize the data and we we have monthly meetings uh within the organization where we're all invited to join to either get updates on what's going on around the organization and in such a, a monthly meeting we present the survey results so we're very transparent about the, the results um and then we actually share as much as we can on on the slides through an intranet platform that we have um and as a result of that there were changes yeah. to the benefits you know you always get some people coming back saying well, i didn't vote for that you know and, uh, why did we lose out on this but we we had to take an overall approval on on what the majority mm-hmm. were, were looking for. So and I, and I guess that program will be you know on a yearly basis. We'll have mm-hmm. to continue to look to see what what works, what what's required next, and so forth. Yeah.
0: It does sound like as as hand in hand with the survey goes good communication, right? Or yeah. at least those platforms. So yeah, so yeah, it sounds like that's a big area as well for the bank, right? Yeah.
1: Very, <laughs> very much so.
0: Talking of that, actually, what's your, do you have a feedback loop in place? So again, if you're looking at um, maybe one of our listeners is thinking, well, okay, I might not be as advanced or sophisticated as what you're already doing here at Trusted Novus, or it might be a smaller business. What happens next? Do you have a feedback loop? Do you tell staff? How does that work?
1: I think in, in, in any sort of um, change that we make, I mean, for us, it's very much about being transparent as much as possible with our, with our staff. If it's a small group, it's even easier. For I think what we've come to realize is that regular communication is key. You know, we have what we know as performance reviews. We call them focus dialogues. We have two formal ones a year, but we encourage all team leaders to have monthly or weekly chats with their employees just to touch base. So that's when you really get a feel whether something is going on or whether more support is needed or whether things are really working well yeah um but in general throughout the bank we have um, a weekly update from from senior management where they choose three key points that are important and relevant for that for that week and this is sort of recorded in our internet and people can listen in and find out what's going on in terms of the well-being program as all well. we we just update it's surveys in general we just update on a regular basis and yeah I think in terms of the communication what's really really key is having those regular chats you know they don't have to be formal it's it is about showing the care for employees as well as the employees being able to have that opportunity to provide a feed, feedback to their team leader as well I mean in the in the formal focused dialogues as we know them, there is a section specifically for the employee to provide feedback to the team leader. So that also shows that respect no? of of listening to somebody within the team that's giving a team leader um, I don't know, absolutely some feedback absolutely. And it, with the purpose of developing yeah. it as well. Education yeah? in, in
0: is, is, is two-way, and I think uh, that is a common thread, I think, uh, across some of the other interviews as well, is if, if a member of staff feels informed up to date they feel a bit more secure and therefore more happy and guess, engaged, engaged yeah. yeah and that's kind of uh, something thank you for being so open and candid with with us um so i understand trusted novice bank is accredited by the iip can you tell me a bit more about that
1: yeah um the IIP is an international sort of organization and it's, it stands for investors in people and um Basically, they go out to organizations and assess the working practices and they focus on nine key indicators. So they split into uh, the strategy, how employees are involved in strategy, learning and development factors. uh, And one area is well-being. We were accredited last year on the gold standard. There are there is a standard beyond that and that's the platinum which we're working towards next time but we've they have yearly health checks as they call it so they come in they check um again the practices they check the recommendations maybe given in the assessment like last year so they see how we've taken that on board and how we have focused on improving the practices within the report um so they've they've just recently left and they've, they've um the review done practices, they can see that the further development and basically what they do is that they, they benchmark the organizations against, against uh, quite a number, well, internationally really. And they technically, yeah, assess you and they, they they credit you depending on Mm. their standards. So yeah. And, and, as far as we know we are in a assessment level that i think the ceremony there's some awards been handed out in november in the uk and we've been shortlisted as one of the top oh, wow. 20 within the gold standard so it obviously proves that the focus is there so yeah leaders.
0: good good luck with that and yeah. congratulations i know that uh, external accreditation is very very difficult <laughs> and there's a lot of hoops to go through so so yeah well done thank, thank you, thank you. Finally, what advice would you have for someone who is considering starting a well-being scheme of their own?
1: Well, I think uh, some key points that, we, that come to, light, to, in my, to mind really is the, consider the working environment. Make it as comfortable as possible in the office. You know, mm. and make it um, fun as well. <laughs> it has to be fun. You know, you, we spend a lot of hours in the office, so although we, are, we need to focus hard on work, it, it can be in a very sort of pleasant environment. Um, having a genuine interest in employees so that that could come through the communication and and, and care showing that you care and um, showing that you listen as well and um, and providing the feedback constructive feedback when it's necessary because it's you know we all have to work together so that is very important yeah being transparent that leads to engagement and it leads to commitment and motivation by employees you know it's um and, and inclusivity because yeah. i mean there is a, a recent event that we've taken place where we've, you know, we're a new bank as, as such, and we've and we've looked at um, we've been recently looking at our values whether they fit, but we are reconsidering our values. But that has been with the inclusion of our employees providing our feedback. It hasn't come from just the top management. You know, it's about listening to what matters to. So those working in the organization, I think that's important because then you don't have to sell anything to them, you know. People feel that they are part of it. So
0: it's. I think that's really, really important. Well, thank you, Stephanie and Yvette. Thanks for your time. Thank
1: you. Thank you. For You're your welcome. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. In our next episode, we find out why training is so important when dealing with specialist sectors. Remember, it's not too late to enter this year's Wellbeing at Work Awards. Find out more information at the Jibsams website. Jibsams is a Gibraltar-based charity and confidential listening service for those individuals experiencing emotional distress. It exists to reduce the number of suicides and support people through tough times. Find out more at jibsams.gi.